following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of Clear Channel Communications, its management, or advertisers. Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, taking you through an abbreviated show tonight, about uh, 30 minutes as um, we give way to some... uh, some basketball coming up here, but we got a lot to talk about. And as always, the Golf Insiders bringing you the best reporters uh, in the business to clue you in on what's going on in the world of golf. A great victory for Michael Thompson this past weekend. Braved the weather, the winds, and won the Honda Classic. A great, great victory for Michael Thompson. And we move on to the World Golf Championship this weekend at Doral, the second stop in the Florida Swing which is being brought to you by our sponsor, Barber Pole Putters. You can check them out online at barberpolegolf.com. So we're going to go to one of our headliners here for the Golf Insiders, straight at the press room in Doral, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. How's it going, Holly? I'm doing great. And how's everything down there? Is it a little windy like it is up here in Orlando? It it really was windy today. Yeah, absolutely. It was... Uh... Uh, it, it was uh, surprisingly so, actually. I thought uh, it was interesting, uh, you know, how, how might that affect things because uh, this golf course isn't that isn't that stout anymore unless the wind blows. Well, it should um, it should make some some interesting scores tomorrow if they're you know if they keep up. But there's a lot to talk about here, Bob. We've got an abbreviated show tonight, but um, we were talking last week about. The season starting out with some controversy, and you must have uh, waved your magic wand there as we had another one with Rory walking off the golf course so unexpectedly. Had a big press conference this morning. Tell our listeners about um, his his uh, comments there. Well, he pretty much, um, you know, I, I would say he he did what he had to do. He he, um, you know, he fell on his sword and 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 apologized and said it was wrong what he did and. And really, you know, he, he took the tack he needed to take. Uh, uh, you know, I think we could quibble about some of the reasons and and all that. But, you know, the bottom line is, is professional golfers shouldn't be quitting. You know, it just looks bad. People pay money to see these guys play, uh, even though he uh, even though he was probably not going to make the cut. He admitted he needed to try to grind out the best score he could on the back nine. And, and frankly, that might have helped him. You know, you never know what maybe he would have found something. So in any case, uh, you know, he took almost a half hour this morning on questions all about that and his swing and, and the difficulties he's been going through so far this year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, hopefully now he's able to move on and, and we get back to his game and golf and hopefully him find it, figuring something out. I know there was talk about, you know, first that 
Uh, he just mentally wasn't in the right place. And then that, you know, apparently it was a wisdom tooth that was bothering him. Uh, what did he have to say about all that? Well, I mean, he admitted that, that the wisdom tooth issue is, is it's not a it's not a facade. I mean, there's something going on there. It looks like he's going to have have them uh, uh, pulled, but 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 later. It's, it's, he said, look, it wasn't bad enough that it said I should have quit. And I think that's all you need to know. He quit because he was playing poorly and he was frustrated and he was having a bad day. And, and uh, you know, those aren't reasons why you should quit. You know, uh, you, need to, you need to tough it out. So, uh, and, and that's basically what he said. You know, he said everything's good. Well, I think another comment that he made, which was the title of your article on ESPN.com, which was he felt it was a blessing and that he had released a valve. Certainly um, tremendous pressure being world number one. He's starting to feel that heat as Tiger has had to live through through many years. Interestingly enough, uh, the two of them will be teeing it up in a feature pairing tomorrow. So uh, you think maybe that'll be good for Rory? Yeah, I mean, it needs to get back to the golf now. I, I don't know it's, that it's good that he's playing with Tiger so much. Uh, you know, it, it, in a way, it wouldn't be bad if they were if they were apart. But uh, uh, you know, that's um, that's the way this thing is set up. Numbers one, two, and three play. And uh, you know, I'm not sure his game is at the point yet where where uh, where he wants to be able to to you know to put it on that kind of stage he's clearly been struggling with his swing and he's very honest about the fact that you know he's been having some issues that he's trying to work through uh but you know i think the bottom line is is if he just settles down um it's too good to not be able to shoot some scores even if things aren't perfect uh tiger of course having won three times previously at doral he had a press conference today as well. Where, uh, how does Tiger feel about his play last week and where he is uh, for playing this week? Yeah, last week was a little strange. He never really quite got going, um, never could get any momentum, never broke par, had two lost balls during the tournament. I can't remember that ever happening. Uh, you know, in fact, it's been a long time that I can remember that he had one lost ball during a tournament. He had two in consecutive days, so... You know, it was, uh, it was just sort of an odd week for Tiger. Didn't give himself a lot of chances. So he's won at Doral before. You know, it's a golf course that he likes. Uh, you know, it's not as not as penal, not as much water. So we'll see how he how he does. I mean, I, I think now you you want to start to see some form. He's got this tournament and one more before the Masters. All of a sudden, you know, that's just right around the corner. Michael Thompson, as we mentioned at the top. Uh, winning the Honda Classic under some extremely difficult conditions on Sunday, some of the toughest at PGA National, again, with the cold and the wind. Uh, only turned pro in 2011. Many may remember he was runner-up at Olympic. Uh, were you surprised to see him on top Sunday? Showed some great short game, but he had a bunch of major contenders uh, coming, you know, coming on his heels at the end. Well, when you consider that he had made three he had missed three cuts, and his only other tournament, he tied for 78. You know, I mean, this is why picking winners is so hard. I mean, you know, how would you have ever dreamed that he'd be up there? He was, he was off to a terrible start. You know, he had missed three cuts in four tournaments. His only other tournament, he, he, uh, he, he uh, you know, he's pretty much at the bottom of the guys who made the cut. So, but he obviously showed he likes tough golf courses. He played well at the U.S. Open last year. 
Honda was a very tough golf course over the weekend. A lot of wind, a lot of con- tough conditions. You know, not a lot of low scoring. Only five guys under par on Sunday, uh, and he got the job done. That's uh, you know, and that's that's how it happens. That's how these guys emerge and get their first win exactly the way he did it there. You know, kind of just lurked there and 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 managed to. Um, you know, be the last man standing, so to speak, and, and got, got himself a win and a couple-year exemption and a lot of other perks as well. Well, another guy that had a great tournament and uh, certainly has set himself up uh, to, you know, uh, for the Masters when he was looking like he was fading off the, the world map here was Jeff Ogilvy. Yeah, no question. Jeff Ogilvy got himself into the top 50, which um, uh, got him into Doral here. He was you know, not even in this tournament. Uh, it was strange, too. He, he finished the year 51st in the world rankings in 2012 by percentage points. He gets in the top 50 then. He's in the Masters, and a lot of things are taken care of. He missed it by basically, you know, the difference of one shot over the last couple of months of the year. And then he went the other way. Starting the year, he missed four cuts. He fell to 79th in the world. Um, missed the match play, which he's won twice. So it was a big week for him. It kind of got him back on track again. I mean, you know, you can't win these majors if you're not in them. And when you're in the World Golf Championship events, it gives you opportunities of, if you have a nice week, to earn a bunch of points and, and, and start moving back up in the other direction. Well, there are a whole lot of great names on uh, on the roster here this week. Who stands out for you as uh, the Doral, you know, holding up the trophy at the end of the weekend? You know, I'd be going. I'm going with Phil this week. You know, we haven't heard much from Phil lately. Um, he uh, obviously, you know, he won a month ago and had the great tournament in Phoenix. Shot shot the near 59. Uh, then had a couple of uh, sort of so-so weeks. Went to Augusta National earlier this week. This week to practice. Maybe that gives him a little a bit of a boost. He has won here before. Never quite know what to expect with Phil. It's just sort of a gut feeling. Uh, maybe that this is his time again. Well, I think it would be uh, good to see left, lefty uh, on, on top. And uh, did you pick Justin Rose last week, Bob? Justin Rose, I, uh, last week. Who did I pick? Um, no, well, I don't think I did. Well, no. he's, he certainly uh, looks like he's getting in position as well, had a great tournament. Yeah. And uh, as, the, as the past winner, he might be one to keep our eyes on as well. Yeah, he won here last year, and he's actually off to a nice start this year. You know, he's, he's contended a couple of times, and you know, uh, yeah, there's a you know, obviously we got the, we've got one of the best fields of the year. I mean, everybody in the top fifty except for Brand Snedeker, so um, because of his injury. So yeah, you know, it's uh, uh, I'll, I'll, just like two weeks ago, except now we've got a stroke play event, which is a little bit more of a indication of how guys are doing. Well, great. Thanks so much, Bob, as always, for uh, spending a few minutes with us for the Golf Insiders. We'll let you go back to work and um, keep uh, keep warm down there, Darrell. It's a little cool up here in Orlando. Yep. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate there. it. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. And next up of our Golf Insiders, we're bringing in Jeff Babineau from Golf Week, as well as our very own Rich B., who kind of walked in here a few minutes late, getting caught in some traffic. Rich B., you want to say hello to everyone? Hey, it's uh, tough uh, tough driving out there on I-4, so uh, take your time, and uh, you will get through it. Uh, trust me, even I did. Uh, tough ride out there today. Hey, Jeff B., are you there? Rich B., is that a two-shot penalty? 
That is... Uh, Mrs. Yeah, tea Time. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, tea Time. Just, uh, actually, I was at the door. I don't know how that's going to fall. It could fall either way, Jeff. I was at the door. Nobody was there. I was pounding, but uh, no, oh, yeah, I couldn't good. get through You're the good. door. <laughs> it's tough. You know, uh, it, the timing on this thing is uh, is very delicate. So, Jeff, <laughs> tell us what's going on down there. Um, another great uh, issue of Golf Week out this week, which highlighted a great story by Brad Klein and all the renovations being done down there at Trump Doral Golf Club. Fill us in. What's... Uh, What's your take on the press conferences today and how the golf course is shaping up? Yeah, I mean, I was most interested to hear Rory McIlroy today. And, and you know, I think uh, Rory said all the right things. And, and you, you know, you feel for the kid. This, uh, you know, however big his wallet is these days and however many wheelbarrows of cash are, are heading his ways, he's still a 23-year-old kid who's out there trying to find his way. And you just could see his frustration last week. And, it, you know, it just hit a tipping point. It was enough. And, uh he walked off, and, and I was just glad to see him kind of stand up tall this morning and, and kind of take it and, and um, you know, come clean with what happened. And he gets frustrated like all of us get frustrated with this game. So uh, he said the right things, and hopefully he'll start getting back on track uh, beginning this week at Doral. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it was refreshing, too, the way he just interacted with the media and took all the questions and was patient and also had a bit of a sense of humor with it. Clearly, you know, he uh, respects what you guys do and having to get the job done at the same time. He's, you know, 23 years old and still has uh, a lot to learn and a lot on his shoulders. And probably now a lot of people, too, respect Tiger Woods having to carry that uh, heavy load for so many years. Yeah, I mean, Tiger's carried it since he was a teen, and, and he certainly knows what the glare of that spotlight is. And, and even what Rory stepped into is nowhere near what Tiger's lived in, you know, being in the fishbowl for so long. But you know, Rory's certainly certainly getting a taste of it, and uh, you know, as 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 media, we enjoy Rory. He's, he's refreshing. He's pretty honest. He's fun. He's uh, you know, he's he, most of the time as you watch him, he's he reminds you that he is out there playing the game. It certainly didn't look like it last week, but um, he's been a breath of fresh air for our sport, and it's it's uh, you know, everyone wants to see him get back on track. Well, and, you know, you think maybe a little extra pressure he was putting on himself. Uh, I mean, obviously he made the equipment change at the beginning of the year uh, with his new sponsor, Nike. But we all know if, and Rich B, you can comment on this, a little something goes wrong in your swing and, you know, you've switched to new equipment. And I'm wondering, you know, do they sit there and think, oh, was it the club or was it my swing? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, there's going to be a seed of doubt whenever you're changing equipment. I think, with Rory, it's kind of been the perfect storm. I mean, his swing is not in a good place. He's he's having trouble with his takeaway, and it's leading to the bad you know bad swing. So now he's competing out there on on tough golf courses, thinking about his swing. You know, Rich Beal tell you that's, that's tough to do, and and uh, it's just been kind of the perfect storm. He has the huge weight of this big contract and trying to show the world that you know he's deserving of this and. And uh, you know, if Nike's going to make him a global star, he's ready to step up into that platform. And and it's been a lot on him. And, and like he said, uh, it was like a pressure valve almost released when he finally got out of there. And maybe that was rock bottom. He's got four rounds this week, which is as much as he's played all year. So you know, he can start getting his game in order and, and start looking toward Augusta. You know, uh, Jeff, you're you're doing your best to protect the man code here. We're looking at a 23 year old kid with uh, you know some. <laughs> Fragile issues going on. The guy's uh, all of a sudden got uh, 
a girlfriend issue. He's got a tooth issue. And his golf swing isn't uh, just, uh, you know, flip the switch. It's automatic. Uh, you know, this is when uh, you know we start to reveal ourselves as men. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I, I think he, he admitted today he's learning a lot through the process for sure. And uh, you know, given a, a mulligan uh, on last last Friday, I watched him hit every shot last Friday morning, and it was dismal. You know, it's usually you see them hit these tight little draws, and his iron shots were starting right and drifting further right, and it's just not what he wanted to see out there, and it, it hit a boiling point. But uh, you know. 23, we've all been there. And we've we've all made some mistakes along the way. It's hard to be under that microscope. Um, For for our listeners who don't know, uh, Golf Week magazine is our weekly trade publication and also Consumer Pub, bringing some of the best golf reporters in the business located right here in Orlando. And some, some other stories you've got this week online, Jeff, share with our listeners. Yeah, well, we had we had online an exclusive Brad Klein did with Donald Trump uh, with all the plans he has for for uh, Trump Doral and what's going to happen after this year's tournament and then, and then the issue coming out this week, our March eighth, we uh, talk about Golf Week's best courses where we do our top hundred modern and top hundred classic and Michigan play state by state. So yeah, hopefully we'll get some nineteen hole uh, debates going with that one. Yeah, we love. That's uh, the, one of the best issues you do all year round. And, of course, people can go on to golfweek.com. You also had a preview of the new Golf Boys 2.0. Share your thoughts on that. <laughs> I think they've uh, done a home run following up with the first Golf Boys, well, Hunter Mahan and crowd. <laughs> yeah, My big test was playing it for my 12-year-old, and he was cracking up. He thought it was great. You know, he likes Ricky Fowler and younger generation and uh yeah it's it's different that's for sure it's not your uh your grandfather's tour out there i guess with uh the, the stoic uh you know everyone in the same sands belt sitting golf balls next to each other so it's it's different and it's uh it's the quality of it's outstanding it looks like something you might see on mtv well, they certainly certainly had a lot of fun with it you know, a couple other things of note in the tournament last week along with michael thompson's first victory eric compton tying for fourth you know, great story, Eric, two-time heart transplant recipient. Share, share a little bit about where his game's at, do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, a Florida kid, so he loves the, the tours in Florida. And, and he's someone who really does relish getting out there. It sounds kind of cliche to, to kind of smell the roses when you're out there. But when you're on your third heart, uh, you certainly smell the roses out there. And, and he, it's spectacular to see him up there competing, and that's what he wants to do. He he doesn't want to just show up and be a novelty out there. He really wants to compete and, you know, be a top 50 player. He loves Doral. There's nothing he would love more than to play at a place like Doral this week, and, and he certainly has to play better to start getting starts like that. But uh, it was great to see him finish that high, his best finish ever on tour, and, uh, you know, it's, it's an inspirational story for those who dive into it. Well, Doral is going to go under a major renovation, six-month makeover, once this tournament is over. Uh, this is the 14th of Donald Trump's clubs now, Jeff? I think that's right. I think he has 14, or one of them he manages. But, yeah, and he's kind of put together an impressive portfolio. Yeah, Donald is certainly, uh, and he's all in on this. Uh, the story talks about how he makes decisions even on what tile's being laid down, and he's not a hands-off guy, and he has a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of special love for this because apparently he used to go there when he was a kid with his dad. So we've got an abbreviated show tonight, Babs. Uh, who is uh, your pick here on Sunday? I'll go with the Cooch. Our Orlando local boy is in good form, and 
got some momentum going and uh, hopefully picks up right where he left off uh, when last we saw him. And how do you think, uh, who's, who's going to, between Rory and Tiger, who, who do you see uh, coming in top? Oh, I'd take Tiger. Tiger will be, I mean, he, he lives in the top five, top ten at Doral, and I think Rory's still searching. He's going to be happy to get his four rounds in and, and hopefully be in a little better shape walking off Sunday than on the first tee Thursday. So All right. I'll take Tiger in that one. We appreciate it, Jeff Babineau from Golf Week Magazine, the big dog there. We appreciate it. We'll let you go back to work. Hey, Rich B., we're glad you came in for a few minutes tonight. (laughs) Um, I'm taking Ricky Fowler. You're taking Ricky Fowler. I'm going to go with Keegan Bradley. Keegan had a great, great tournament last week as well, and I'd like to see him win one here in our backyard. You've been listening to the Golf Insiders, the Florida Swing. We're at stage two. We thank Barber Pole Putters for sponsoring the Florida Swing. BarberPoleGolf.com. Check them out. We'll be back next week.